Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, you gave it away. It's J-Rock Concerts, the podcast time during the holiday season. How's it going, everybody? I'm your host, Jamie Rodriguez. This week and every week of the fantastic J-Rock Concerts, the podcast, which gives you bands and must-know talent super bands. And... There may be a special song in this one. I don't know. But we welcome Gable Price of Gable Price and Friends, who just dropped an incredible album, The Consequence of Being Alive. They are one of the best kept secrets, uh, secret band in, in indie rock. Um, very spiritual as well. Think of U2 Coldplay with Shades of uh, Kings of Leon. Just really great stuff. And a great album that uh, teaches about forging new paths and just incredible themes here. And we are so glad to have uh, Gable, great dude, great, great, great dude. And we talk some great stuff with him. We talk a little bit about, you know, that contradiction uh, between sometimes uh, scripture and being a, a rock star. We talk a little bit about uh, collaborating uh, with people in, their, in the new album, you know, like he did with Judah of Judah and the Lion, for example. Uh, just, uh, just to name a few, right? Uh, he also, uh, with Caleb Chapman, friend of the show of Colony House and John Foreman of Switchfoot, so you know how that works and what happens when a, when a song gets cut. You know, how do you have that conversation with a bandmate? So lots of great stuff in this in this chat. You know, this is a great band. This is a great dude. You know, 143,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. So check out this great band, uh, Gable Price and Friends, and their new album, The Consequence of Being Alive. And stay tuned for a special performance, like I promised, of Struggle, of the new album. And if you're new to the show, welcome, welcome, welcome. We have a great newsletter that goes out every Friday. Head over to jrodconferencemedia.com to subscribe. Let's rock and roll. Gable Price. Hey, I'm so sorry I'm late. Oh, man, no problem at all. Look at that mm-hmm. compound. Look at that, what be- was that. Look at that beautiful compound, Gable. Oh, yeah, yeah. There we go. And this. We're, you know, we're, you know we're, we're dialed on everything except for timeliness, so I'm so sorry about that. Oh, man, you're good. <laughs> you're good. People are busy nowadays. But, yeah, Gable, first of all, I mean, congratulations on a phenomenal album. I got to tell you, I mean, Consequences of Being Alive, we got a preview link, and it's incredible. I mean, it's oh, going to be out. Oh, thank you so much. It's going to be out by the time people hear this, so everyone yes. go check it out, man. It's great. Coming out in 11 hours now. How so do you feel? exciting. Oh, it's crazy. It's crazy. This is the um, the hardest we've ever worked on a project, that's for sure. And the first you know record we've done with the label. And so it's been a lot of uh, new stuff, but also a, a longer process of draw, you know, getting it ready. And so it feels exciting, but it definitely feels like time. You know, we're yeah. all just super excited. Let me ask you this, Gable, because you, you mentioned it's the first one with a label. Um, obviously that comes with a bunch of advantages and a lot of great guarantees and a lot of like great mm-hmm. infrastructure behind you. But is there part of you that like, you know, misses a little bit of that, like naivete, that yeah. of when you were <laughs> starting out with your butts? <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I think what I miss the most of, um, you know, I love being with the label and they're so good to us. Um, I think the thing that I catch myself missing is, um, 
I like doing things. I like being busy. I like uh, getting a lot of the things done. And so it's been a big adjustment of like, oh, you do that for us now? But I kind of liked doing that. And so, um, you know, that's kind of been like the big, the, you know, the balance of, hey, is there any way you guys can just give me a list of things to do this week? Like, so I feel a little bit more involved in the lead up to the project. And so, I mean, I think all the guys at times have been like, oh, this is way different than when we were running this in the garage. <laughs> you know and so it's been a, it's been a big thing but it's yeah man i love it so you're not a diva gable we're putting it on the record that gable price is not a diva. <laughs> i'm a lot of things i'm not a diva whatsoever <laughs> i'm probably like you know me and dom our manager like um we'll, we'll be on a band trip and i'll be like i'll text him I'll be like hey man thanks so much for booking the hotel hey you know we don't have to stay at this nice of a hotel right if we don't have the money we can stay at a cheaper hotel i'm fine with it um, and so I pride myself on the fact that I'm probably the most easygoing I love person it. in that way. I love it. I love it, Gable. And there's something I wanted to ask you. And yeah. I don't know, I don't know how to how to articulate this properly because I'm not a musician. I obviously I'm in natural yeah. I'm in the community, but I'm not a musician. So maybe you can help me articulate it. But there's certain moments in some of your songs, Gable. Mm-hmm. Like there's songs like if you hear like Free Fallen by Tom Petty on the radio, yeah. or your song, you know, Brother Jack or Communion, that mm-hmm. You know, it just hits certain notes that it gives you like goosebumps. It just oh, yeah. Gives you so like, like it just like there's something it gives you chills, cables. Like mm. there's songs that just like it literally like there's got to be like a trick, you know, like with paintings, tri- you know, there's tricks that bring people into the paintings. There's certain things that you guys do with some of your songs that you just nail that in the head. Like, I don't oh, know. Thank you so much. Do you know what I'm asking? Like, is there like a trick that you do? Like, like <laughs> what do you think of this? You know? It, it, I mean, it's a good question. I think the the main thing is, is one, we, we write all our own music. And so the main, main thing I focus on a lot, of, especially in bridge sections of songs, is like, if it doesn't move me, it won't move people. Um, and so like, we don't put anything out that doesn't feel like it hits emotionally right. for us. And so I think a lot of the thing with honest music and just the stuff that will give you the goosebumps and, um, you know, make you uh, feel something is, you know, usually the artist was feeling it too when they wrote it. Mm. And so that's what we try to communicate every, gotcha. you know, every song is, you know, that it, makes it with us, it'll hit other people. Totally. So in other words, you know, it, it, there's not, you know, an artist cannot sit down and say, I'm going to play a major chord. I'm going to play minor a D chord and people are going to love it. And people are going to, there's no real formula. Like it's just has to be like, <laughs> I think so. I mean, I, I'm, I know I've heard songs that have been written from a formula, you know, like the, you know, the three rule of you do the, th- the section three times and then you change it. And then it makes the listener feel something. We've never done that. Mm-hmm. Um, our, that's why some of the structure of some of our songs is a little bit wacky. Um, it's just cause you know, we, we try not to, follow formulas of what works and just kind of think about what we like and what makes us feel something and communicates yeah. the message we want to communicate. Absolutely, Gable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this new album, you have some incredible co-writers. I mean, you, you talked to a friend of our show of Colony House, uh, Caleb yeah. You talked to yeah. John Foreman of Switchfoot, um, you know, on how I set you free. I mean, the co-writes are incredible. I, I, I think I'm forgetting Judah, Judah. Judah, Judah yeah, Judah, Judah, Judah. Yeah, man. I mean, just amazing stuff. But, you know, I said, I'm going to ask Gable. Because everyone always talks about the ones that make the cut. But yeah. I'm curious, no one ever talks about, you know, the co-writes that don't <laughs> make the cut. Like, yeah. like and if it's a, a, a good friend, a very talented friend, let's say mm-hmm. like the equivalent of like a Judah or something. Like, how, how does that work, Gable? Like, like when you guys spend a couple of days together, you write up mm-hmm. a, a beautiful song, but 
but then like it just doesn't make the album do you tell him like how does that work yeah i mean so for this record as a whole we'd only ever prior prior to this we'd only ever walked into the studio with as many songs as we needed um you know we only wrote that many this one i wanted to be different and so i think we had 32 songs at the end um that i felt like all could have made the album um and we chose 11 um but there you know it is an awkward conversation especially when you're writing with friends of um, but I think as a writer, you have to hold everything pretty loosely um, of not getting too attached to something, especially if you want it to do something. But with all of these songs, what was communicated is, hey, if it doesn't make this one, it's not disqualified for future records. And yeah. so we had a fun song that I wrote with our drummer, Daniel. It was the only song we've ever written together um, and my friend Joel. And that one didn't end up making the record, but it was still like a thing where it's like, I could totally see us hit and record on this later i had another one with caleb that we wrote together um from calling house and yeah. that one didn't make this record but it's like one of those ones that we're like kind of holding on to like maybe eventually you know um you know especially if you're looking at the thematicness of an album yeah um okay. yeah you know, I, I hope people hear this record and think oh yeah there's a theme to it and so if it's slightly outside of the theme it's easier to communicate to the co-writer hey this is a great song but it's not the theme of this record not to say we won't have a record with them. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1, Athletic Greens, because my energy was low, I was becoming lethargic, and the show started to suffer, right? Like we spent so much of the year on the road that uh, our energy was low, uh, our digestion was low, we were uh, bloated, uh, we were just not in a good state, our energy was not where we needed it to be, and um, you know we wanted better gut health. We wanted better gut health. We wanted more energy. We wanted to have optimized immune system as we were on the road. And, you know, I'm not a big fan of taking pills and vitamins, guys. I wanted a supplement that actually tastes, tastes great. So I wanted to see what all the hype was about because there's been a lot of hype with AG1. And now I've been on it for, what, three and a half, four months. And I love it. I just love it. It doesn't taste like it's like healthy, gross. It has a beautiful, delicious, mild, tropical taste that I actually look forward to each morning. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, it's actually helped the show a lot because, uh, you know, I take it every day. I put a scoop with, uh, with water, about eight ounces of water, and it just supercharges my day. It just supercharges my day, everything from digestion, energy, and it's just incredible. Uh, it's a simple morning routine, just as simple as taking a cup of water. And it's, take, it, it's helped take the show and my life to another level, guys. So the taste is kind of pineapple, cold, delicious, think Hawaii kind of, kind of vibes. Um, yeah, I've become... I love it. I love it. I sent it to my sister. She's become hooked on it in Florida. So uh, AG1 guys really, really love it. Uh, you know, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals. It's all kind of whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It helps you start your day right. It's incredible. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it, guys. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash jrodconcerts. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash jrodconcerts to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance theme of that later and i don't know how you guys and, and i mean like you know talented artists have an incredible song 
and you can just like have it on your Dropbox for like months. Or years. <laughs> <laughs> if I had a great song, I'd be like plastering it all over. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the next day, like I, I did. That's incredible. That's incredible. <laughs> we uh, my song Fifty Milligrams um from our our last EP. I I wrote that in twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. Oh wow. Um, and then our song Awestruck Revival. I had written the chorus to that when I was like fourteen. Yeah. And it just kind of sat. And so sometimes you just are on your Dropbox and you listen to something old and you're like, this was a great song. Why didn't we do something with it? And, you know, I, it can feel so slightly serendipitous of like when you discover it is kind of a point where you're at a lull and it's it's the freedom. It's it's time. You know, it's time for that song. Every song has its moment in the sun. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Gabe. And let, let me ask you this, because yesterday, yesterday here at the Ryman, um, we saw. Oh, yeah. We saw Bono, Bono of you too. He had like mm-hmm. a like a book reading performance kind of thing. Um, it was really cool. But there's one section that he talks that the band almost breaks up because you know they're very uh, they're believers. They're they're a Christian band, mm-hmm. you know, like it all you know very much so. And there was a point in the ba- early in the band's career, like mid '80s, where basically they they almost didn't pursue like the rock star life because they thought it would go against a little bit like, you know, mm-hmm. um, Jesus and, and all that and all yeah. that. So uh, they did eventually continue basically shifting the narrative that like any currency or fame or all that would be mm-hmm. used to the greater good, basically to give, not to take. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it got me thinking, we weren't going to ask you this. It just came to us last night, last minute, but I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, we got to ask Cable about this. Like, do you guys ever, did you guys ever have like some sort of dilemmas and like, you know, with obviously, you know, with your beliefs and music and like, how did you like kind of balance that? Yeah. I mean, that's a really great question. I feel like, and we started our band when we were all together in a ministry school. Mm -hmm. And so obviously a very different season of life than, you know, being out of school and working and now I'm married. And so there's just been so many life changes for all of us. And so I feel like it, for me, it's a constant dilemma. You know, I, I, I basically, from a spiritual standpoint, almost fell apart right before we wrote Fraction Heart. And right. um, that was kind of a big turning point for us where I was like, hey, guys, I don't want to make the music we've made before. Like, I, wanna, I want us to make rock and roll music and we can still say things we really care about. But sonically, I want it to change. Um, and then, of course, you know, COVID happened and election season wasn't easy for anyone. And, um, and so I feel like those were the big landmark moments for us of like, are we making the music we want to make saying the things we want to say? Right. And the cool thing about Gable Price and friends as a band is just, it's changed so many times and our fans have changed with us um, or at least enjoyed the music still. And so it's kind of created this freedom in us to wherever we're at, at the writing session you know at the time we're in the writing session is the song we'll write and we know people will follow along with it right. and that could be naive of us to think that, that it'll keep being like that but so far it's felt like that yeah yeah you guys Th- does that answer the question well it does absolutely there's, okay, cool. there's a great trust that you have you know with your audience that's that's amazing that's what any creative wants yeah um, I, I love it i love it gable and um you know i know you're gonna play a song for us we're really excited but let me ask you just one more time i know you're sick of, uh, of talking about this <laughs> no but no for my audience about you know, <laughs> that 20 in 2017 when you moved mm. from ohio with you know with, yeah with the dream boat yeah with the dream boat and you and and for my audience that doesn't know the dream boat was your dodge camper van 
Mm -hmm. um, then you packed and you kind of, you know, you grew up in Ohio and you went to the West Coast, to California. Yeah. What, what do you remember from, from this time? Because I was thinking, man, you were young, early 20s. Oh, yeah. Any fear? Any, like, you were fearless. Oh, I was terrified. I was I'm terrified. Gonna... But, but, you know, like, I, my dad always, like, encouraged me to, you know, obviously do stuff you're scared of, you know, because of the outcome that you want to see happen. Um, yeah. He was always really brave in the things that he did in his life. Um, leaving set careers to pursue something he felt um, spiritually on or for our family. And so for me, I knew, I knew I wanted to go to California since I was 13 and I moved when I was 19. And um, so I was, I mean, I was genuinely terrified um, and it didn't help that, you know, I'd spent me and my dad had spent two years working on that band. Um, and we broke down not even two and a half hours from our house in Ohio on the way to California spraying black smoke out the hood which is a bad sign and it just kept running it just kept running we made it all the way but um wow man that first year in california was an absolute crapshoot in terms of um mental um health in a way you know just being away from home for the first time um being in a whole unknown place living in a van um sure. and so it while it appeared fearless there was a lot of phone calls to my dad of do I just come home? Do I just get an apartment? But like, you know, there was these things we just, he never gave up on anything that he ever did. And so it was always like this thing of whether it's like a Midwestern thing, or it's just because my dad, uh, I wanted to be like him, you know, sure. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get myself to quit. And um, so, um, you know, why the band started too, I didn't have any music opportunities when I first moved to California. And I was like, well, I don't want to quit music. So I think I should start a band. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I look at you guys now just kicking so much ass, man. What a, what a great story, David. Man, we, <laughs> oh, thanks, you're man. like an, insp an inspiring story. It really is, man. So we're so happy for your success, man. We could talk to you for 17 hours, man, but we don't have the time today. You'll have to come oh, back. But take us away with a song if you don't I would mind. love to. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. I'm going to pick up my guitar real quick. I'm going to tune it just Absolutely. so it doesn't sound too bad. But Love it. Nice guitar, man. Thanks. This was a, a gift from a friend. I He was staying at my house, him and his wife were after like a run of shows and I found it on Marketplace. I was like, look how cool this guitar is. The next day we show up to breakfast and they bought it for me. So basically what you're saying is I could give you, like, could I give you or like a professional or Jimi Hendrix any guitar and that would make it sound good? Or is it the player? Um, or is it the I, guitar? You know, it, it's funny because I, I think I have some really nice guitars that I can't get to sound the way that I want. But I have a $200 guitar I just bought for this run of shows that is like the greatest guitar I've ever heard sound. So I, I, I think it's just a matter of a lot of times the player's connection and confidence they build with the instrument. Um, so, I, you know, I could have the nicest guitar in the world, but if I don't feel in love with it, you know, I'm going to play it like I'm not in love with it, you know. And so, OK, and I'm recording this on my phone, right? <laughs> yeah, if you want to. Uh, yeah, OK, yeah, yeah. perfect. Either, either way, we're sweet. OK, so this is my favorite song off the record um you know consequence being alive but um song's called struggle i've been getting stressed out over my hairline that's receding because i'm stressed out all the time i don't know what to think about the world he never thought about me and 
Gable. Gable Price, ladies and gentlemen. Gable Price and Friends. What an album that is coming out here, man. 1111 The Cosmic. Thank you so much for your time, man. Congratulations on all the success, and we hope to catch you on the road. Oh, man. I can't wait to meet you in person. All right, man. Take care. All right. Peace. You've been listening to J Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.